Yes, today I am joined by NBA writer Keith Smith. What's going on, Keith? Hey, how are you, man? I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm I'm trying, man. I'm missing the NBA season like crazy, man. It's, <laughs> the downtime is crazy. <laughs> I hear you. How the lack of the game I'm doing, what's the lack of the game doing to you, man? I know you're obviously crazy right now. Yeah, it's been a struggle. You know, we're we're hanging in there. We're, you know, finding enough to write about, and a lot of it is yeah. pulling summer content forward and doing some of the free agency stuff now and things we would have wrote about maybe in May and June where we're, we're tackling now. But that's all right. We're just getting to jump on the off season. That's all I'm looking at it. Yeah, the coronavirus took everyone by surprise. You know, it was before we knew about it before it really got worse. But I think NBA did the right thing by shutting it down when it did because, like we keep saying, like a lot of reports came out of the players getting infected right after Adam Silver canceled the league. So it was a good idea and good time when he did it. Yeah, no, it absolutely was. I think, you know, all around the whole suspension of the season made sense and it was headed in that direction, it looked like, anyway. And now we are on. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it just came, came quicker, I think, maybe by a day or maybe a week uh, than anybody thought. But we were going to get there anyway. And I give the NBA a lot of kudos for doing what they did when they did. Yeah, worked out good the way everything happened. I love the NBA. When did you know this was something you wanted to do? Like, when was that, that, when, that, that moment you knew? Oh man, I was uh, I was a little guy. I um, you know, I grew okay. up on uh, grew up on the Celtics of the '80s and okay. back home in Boston. Larry Bird. That's it, man. Larry Bird was my guy, and those Celtics teams, and then kind yeah. of flowed right from that into to the Jordan era, which everybody's you know watching right now at the last yeah. yeah. on. So you know, I lived right through that, and then I, I just I love the game forever. I realized pretty quickly I wasn't going to be be much of a player. Um, you know, I was I was okay, but, but was right. it was never going to be you know very good. So it turned into you know I'm gonna um, you know uh, you know find other ways. So I, I started hanging around coaches a lot. Started getting really interested in the roster building side of things, and from there it was how can I stay involved and connected to the game. Right. What do you think is the biggest factor that needs to, need to take place before the season returns? Because I know safety is a big concern. Yeah, no, yep. yeah, and you're spot on with that. It's, it's going to have to be, be that. You know, first it's going to be return without any fans present. It's going to be just, um, right. you know, getting, you know, players healthy. you got to have an abundance of testing to make sure that you can test them. They're probably going to have to sequester, quarantine, whatever right. you want to call it, in one place or a handful of places. There'll right. be nobody present who's not there to make sure the game runs and all that. So it's going right. to be, um, you know, it, it's going to be really, really important um, that they get there. And then after that, it's it's just finding those spots where you can can put this all together and make it all work. Yeah, there were some reports that came out that like close family members were being allowed to be inside the in the bubble. But the way things are right now, I don't know if that's a good idea because say one of their family members are asymptomatic and then they get to one of the players and. We're going to slow downhill from there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's exactly it. You're going to have it, – it's going to be – they may say, you know, family can come, which may be a key component to this right. single site idea that has been talked about because you've definitely got some guys who are – I don't know if I want to be, you know, close to – they are, you know, away from my family that long. Now, right. on the flip side, you've got some guys who've been with their family for uh, going on two months now, and they might be ready yeah. to, you know, for, <laughs> for that break. 
you know, right. of a month or two. So, you know, it's a, it's a different world, right? These guys went from seeing their kids, you know, a few times a week as they bounce around the country for these games to being home with them all day. They might be, might be ready to hand off and run, but they'll figure that out. But when they do, it's eventually going to be, it's going to be a bubble. It's going to be once you're in, you're in, and that's it. The only people who will be going out are the folks who got to go out to do things like get food and, right. and the like to bring back. But other than that, it's going to be you're in, and that's it. So whether that means family or not, we'll see. Yeah, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of temperature testing for the people to go, to go in, and, in and out of the bubble. I'm sure that would be mandatory. So. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And I think even that, there's – you know, there, there's a lot of question of you, you can be showing no symptoms and be a carriage carrier. Yeah, you know, so, yeah. so I think it's literally going to be, all right, we can, we, we've tested you that you don't have it. You're not right. a carrier and now you're in here and that's it. And, you know, well, you're, you're out when you're out, you know, which is, you know, could make it funny when you get that guy, you know, sneaks out to go somewhere and then it's, you know, hey, we're missing this guy for the rest of the season because he, he couldn't stay in the bubble or something like that. So I don't right. think it'll come to that, but you never know. Yeah. And speaking of where they could take take where the NBA playoffs could take place, you wrote an interesting article, and I commend you for it. It was a great article. You used to work for um, Disney World, and you said that that would be a good. You used to work for Disney, and that would be a good spot for um, the NBA to resume. Yeah, that, that, that yeah, I wrote that for Yahoo Sports. It was um, basically what what I did was I went back through and. The more they started talking about this, hey, the NBA might convene in a single site, we started yeah. here in Las Vegas, right? Because I think right. that comes right to mind. Everybody's there for summer league and that and, and everything, yeah. obviously a billion hotels in Las Vegas and, and all that stuff. And then we started hearing things like Atlantic City and Nassau yeah. and all these things. And the more I thought about it, it was, you know, well, you got to have a lot of things. you got to be able to create a bubble. you got to have the yeah. hotel rooms. you got to have the basketball facilities. you got to be able to be set up to broadcast this stuff. You'd have all right. the training space, everything else. And, you know, working for Disney for nearly 20 years, the vast majority of that here in yeah. Orlando, Florida, they right. have the Wild World of Sports Complex, which is set up, you know, to host big events, to host the AAU National Championship, hosted the right. NBA Draft Combine for a number of years before it was kind of permanently put in Chicago. They also host a college tournament every year. So it was really pretty clear to me that it was, you know, the sports complex in Disney as a whole makes a lot of sense. Yeah, as you just mentioned, Disney's already set up with all the adequate equipment that's needed. Is broadcast ready and everything, so that would be a good that would be a good suggestion, a good site. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. You know, I think you know there, there's a couple of things you have to do is going to be a um you know is going to be you you got to create that bubble and Disney having private property is huge compared to say Las Vegas where it's going to be harder. Right, that's an open city. You know, Disney is a, is private property. They want to shut down roads. They want to shut down, you know, ways to get in and ways to get out. Right. No problem. They do it all the time now, you know, for, right. for different things. So that's not an issue here where Las Vegas, that gets a lot harder to create that bubble because, because you're talking about a city, you know, where people live and, you know, reside and they're coming in and out for a number of different reasons. That's a lot harder to pull off than Disney or you know, cutting out a, you know, a chunk of their property and saying, hey, this is for the NBA right now. You know, in a couple months, you know, it'll be free reign again. For everybody in and out, but right now we're, you know, off limits unless you're, you know, needed to be there. Yeah. And also, yeah, the, like you mentioned, they have hotels. Like, you know, a lot of NBA players just playing in high end, staying in high end hotels. So maybe they do offer those kind of hotels on the property. 
Yeah, absolutely. They've got, you know, everything ranging from the, you know, lower end hotels, which are real close to the sports complex because, right. you know, you're kind of your target audience is uh, yeah. youth sports teams, but they've got high end hotels that are, you know, uh, rooms is, you know, five, 600 up to a thousand dollars a night. There's right. a four seasons on property, which four seasons is a place a lot of NBA teams can right. stay at when they're out and about on the road. So yeah, they've got, you know, they, they've got the range. They can definitely pull this off. The other thing in their resorts too, they can pretty, because you're talking about one company who owns a whole thing, they wanted yeah. to tweak and change and, you know, get some, you know, oversized beds moved into the cheaper hotels and that okay. those are all things they could do, you know, relatively easy because yeah. you're talking about one place. Yeah, I think if this was a go, the NBA and Disney would get together and it would be a lot of renovations going on. <laughs> but we all knew the NBA is about a lot of money. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's you know that drives everything, right? Is uh, right. when there's a lot of money at stake, people, uh, people's priorities and, and things change real quick. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and it's it's funny, you know, people have been like, I don't know about being able to put, um, you know, put put NBA players in these beds. Well, well, you know, yeah. you show me the uh, bed that fits Taco Fall. You know, in any hotel right. around the world, it doesn't <laughs> exist, right? Yeah. They, they, you talk to these guys; they're used to pushing two, you know, two full size or two queen size beds next to each other, you know, yeah. in these rooms, and that's something these hotels do regularly to be able to get these guys. And these guys, you know, in college, they're not sleeping in, you know, super high end places either. So it's you know, these guys are pretty used to making it work and stretching out diagonally across the bed or, you know, tucking them feet up on, under yeah. things like that. But, but yeah, you know, and then the other piece is to Disney and ESPN, um, you know, clearly have a great relationship with the league, which makes it yeah. very easy to pull off the broadcast side of that and everything. So there's a lot of things that make sense. It's far from, you know, any kind of done deal or anything like that. It was just an idea yeah. that's out yeah. there. And, you know, I wanted to break down how it could work. Yeah, it was a good suggestion. And it would be a win-win because both, the NBA and Disney are losing money right now because it's hiatus. So everyone's losing money. <laughs> that was crazy. But, yeah, it will work. I think it will work out, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, when you get to the point of, too, you know, you, we're all seeing the ratings, anything resembling live sports, you know, the draft pulled in, the yeah. NFL draft, and then the last yeah. pulled in. You throw on some of these NBA games, man, and uh, I don't care if it's, you know, who, who's too terrible, the, the Cavs and the Hawks. Man, I'm, I'm watching every minute of that thing if it's on TV yeah, right now. Yeah, it's that much. So that's it, right, man? And, and with the way Disney is set up, too, they could set it up almost like summer league where you kind of play all day throughout the day, you know, if you right. wanted to, too, to get those games in. Because one of the things that I think is get missed, gets missed in a lot of this, they want to hit the 70-game mark because that right. allows them to deliver – on their regional sports network contracts. So, okay. so if you can, you know, bring back a, a, you know, small amount of the regular season and bring those back, get those games in, get those teams, you know, broadcast one way or another, you know, Hey, we're all tuning in and watching. I, you know, I will, I will talk some Cavs at noontime while I'm eating a lunch, eat my you know, sandwich over lunch. You better believe it. Yeah, definitely. The game is missed. Believe that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the league is aiming for the earliest May the 8th for on um, workout for team facilities. Well, at least for states that's not on the, under the restrictions. When I first heard this, I thought about, I was like, yes, I got hype. Then I thought about it. It might be an unfair advantage for players and states to sit under um, restriction. But the NBA said they're going to try and work that out with those states. I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to do for the players at the states that will be still under restriction. 
Yeah, I think everybody is. I think that's a big chunk of why they pushed everything back a week and said, you know, hey, it can't be May 1st, even though some of these states are coming up. Because I think part of it for the league is we got to figure out how to make this work. It's been, you know, we've got to get this thing thing going and and figure that out. So it's, it's, they're going to, they're going to get there and they'll they'll have a plan in place fairly soon. But, you know, it's a good sign that, you know, if, if you're hoping basketball comes back, because these players are going to need time. You know, there are a lot of people, you yeah. know, we all want to watch yeah. games, but they can't jump in and start playing tomorrow, you know, or, yeah. you know, next week or even, you know, the week after. Yeah. So it's going to take, you know, anywhere from three to four weeks to make sure these guys are, are ready to go and out there and ready to keep going. It's going to, it's going to be, um, you know, that's going to be really important. So it's, going to, it's you know, something we, we, we need to keep an eye on and, and make sure it's going to be um, – you know, they're there, but, you know, the first step is the step of, you know, of getting there. So, you know, it's going to, you know, further, actually phrase that better. First step is to return to practice, and it sounds like we're heading right. in that direction. Yeah, like you said, they're going to need time. Because there's, there's, there's been instances like, remember, Greg Oden got off the couch and hurt his knee. These players yeah. are so active, they're going to need time to get their bodies back in shape. They can't just go out there and start just to pair like, say, LeBron James. Oh, Russell Westbrook, you know, they don't go as soon as the tip-off. They can't be out there just running around without getting time. They need to get the body back assimilated to the game. That would be a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah, that's it. You know, Kurt Heelan over at NBC Sports did a great article where he talked to a bunch of trainers and team physicians and the like. Yeah. One of the things that they said is soft tissue injuries. That's what you worry about. You know, these guys right. jumping back in and then next thing you know, a guy pulls or tears a hamstring and now yes. the season's done. And that's something you want to avoid, you know, with that. You, you know, it's it's never a good idea in anything. You know, it's uh, it's funny, this quarantine has got me working out again. You know, and right. I didn't go out there and immediately start trying to run, you know, yeah. run, run miles, man. I'll, I'm still, you know, working to, working up to that on a walk. So it's uh, right. you know, get, getting everything back to uh, back to even, you know, you go out there and start hit that ground with a sprint, man, you're going to be back on that couch before you know it. Yeah, and the NBA is being very protective with this um, tentative date because, like, some of the um, – some activities that like monitoring very closely, like players got to wear gloves and face masks, and that lets you know how far yep. we are. We that lets you know how far where we are from a real game and playing even scrimmaging five on five in practice for them. Correct. At least yeah. they would need they would need at least a month at least to really get caught up with the testing and everything on top of players getting healthy. So we got a long way to go. Yeah, <laughs> this whatever comes, you know, in the next week, week and a half here. It's yeah. going to be the the initial is, all right, we'll get them back in the gym. Because a lot of these guys don't have access to a hoop. Yeah. Hoot on. You know, I think it right. goes, people look at it and they, everybody thinks about, you know, LeBron James. You know, well, not everybody yeah. makes $30 million a year, you know. And yeah. if the horse taught us anything, you know, Mike Conley was the only guy on that whole competition that had an indoor court. You know, yeah. clearly attached to his house or somewhere very close by. So, right. so you so you got that part, and then you know the fact is these guys live downtown in these major cities where yeah. a lot of these guys are living in. You know, now they're living in apartments that are bigger than my house. You right. know, but, but it's you know still there's no there's no hoop, there's nowhere to work right. out, there's nowhere to right. do these things. So, so getting in the facility is going to be big because what it'll do is it'll get them, you know, get them back going a little bit, knock some of that rust off, allow the trainers to work with some of them as far as, all right, let's get some running in, let's get your wind back up, and then right. you're going to work up to them. By the time the guys are feeling pretty good, 
you know, feeling good physically, that's when you're going to start reintroducing. All right, well, now we've got, you know, we're, we're up to playing three-on-three three and then maybe some five-on-five, five, and then right. we can start working into whatever the season's going to look like. Yeah, and then one of the um, top league um, MVP runners, Giannis said he hasn't shot a basketball. So yep. you know they got to give him time to get that acclimated yep. off the court. I'm sure he's been doing, like, um, running and everything, but – you got to shoot the ball to get your rhythm, keep your rhythm and everything. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and people, you know, and people are like, I don't care, just get get in there. God, man, people nah, play you can't football. do that. You know, <laughs> I like I said, I grew up in the eighties, nineties. I don't want yeah. to watch a bunch of you know sixty five, sixty playoff games because nobody can take a jumper. Yeah, that'd be. <laughs> yeah, that'd be going to bad to watch. Yeah, definitely. NBA games without any fans are going to be crazy. But that's the reality that we're in. And it may be yeah. for next season also. Because we don't know how long it's going to be until you have testing where they can test anymore, like more like then and there, so they can see if you have it or not and just get rid of it. So, but this, I think they may need like a tape delay because it's going to be, you're going to hear all the cursing the players do. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. like it a lot, but they're going to need a tape delay. I think. Yeah, they're already <laughs> on about a, what is it, a five or eight or 10 second delay. You know, yeah. anybody from live, but, uh, but uh, yeah, they, they might have to give a little hazard pay to the guy working the bleep button because cause they're, <laughs> they're going to they're gonna be working that thing pretty hard. Definitely. Um, what's your thoughts on the NBA TV career path? We just recently had another player, which means the third player, that's um, not going to go to college and go to the GVs and get paid. I think it's a, I think it depends on where you would, where they want to go in the draft, and I think, I think it depends on their personal situation. Because some players might want to go to the league to take care of their family sooner than going to college for a year or so, and getting just like a lot of fan exposure, exposure like going to Duke, maybe Kentucky, Kentucky, unless they want to play for a high-profile coach like Coach K or um, Coach Carl. So. I think it, I think it's a personal preference. Yeah, that's exactly what it's going to come down to. Every kid's going to be a little bit different. Some of the guys are are cut out to go right into this kind of thing, and yeah. and this is best for them. And then there's going to be other guys who, who they need to be in the game. They need to be on TV. They need to build themselves yeah, up closer. that way. Yeah, yeah, you 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 need that for those guys. And then there's some guys who are. You know, it, it sounds weird to say it, but even there's guys who they might leave school after a year, but but they're still you know school is the best place for them because yeah. they are committed to you know getting a degree and all that. One of the cool things of right. the total suspension of play has been how many players are now going back to school. You know, guys who might have left campus after a year or two are now, hey, I'm working on my degree. You know, yeah. I'm going to get that done. And I think I think there's a lot of guys that they look up to, like the Chris Pauls of the world and. You know, LeBron obviously didn't go to college, but yeah. he's proven to be a pretty savvy, savvy businessman and those kind of things. Yeah. And these guys want that. And, and they want to be able to they, – they don't want to just hire somebody and say, hey, run my business. You know, they right. want to be actively involved. And I think it's really kind of neat, you know, the way the, the kind of current superstars who are maybe a little more towards the end, the LeBrons and, and CPs of the world and Dwayne Wade before he retired, yeah. how they have kind of laid this path and this foundation – for a lot of kids. But, you know, it's not the death of college basketball. College basketball will be fine. It was never about these guys anyway, the stuff we love most. Yeah. It was always, you know, about the guys who were there two, three, four years. But, you know, yeah. I think it's awesome that these guys have this other path, too. If they, they feel like the best thing for them is to train, play a handful of, ex, of exhibition games, or if the league right. can eventually get it to the point where they've got four to six of these teams that, that you know, they kind of play a um, – 
you know, Division Two G League type deal where they play mostly against each other. I think it's great because I think it'll be really, um, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how these guys develop and how much more ready they are to make an NBA impact than, say, somebody who comes, you know, out of a college program because it, it might be a couple years there too, you know, before you, you see what those guys look like. So it's going to be really interesting, you know, right. once we can finally, finally do that, um, that comparison, you know, down the line. Yeah, like I said, a lot of players might want the college experience because a lot of players this year, before this hiatus, was looking forward to the um, the March Madness. Like, yep. I I look forward to March Madness, like, <laughs> and I'm not even playing in it. So I'm sure there's a lot of seniors that wanted to play in that and lost that experience whenever we get to play in that. But yeah, that's, that's not too crushing. And yeah, it was seniors who missed out on it. I think about the high school seniors too, because. When you think about the high school seniors who lost out on, uh, you know, a lot of them, their winter championships and then the spring sports. For a lot of them, that's the last time they're ever going to play, you know, yeah. these, uh, these, these sports. And I, th- I think that is, um, you know, really, really, um, you know, tough for, for those guys. You know, I, that my heart breaks for all of them because, you know, any, you know I remember when my, you know, uh, athletic career of organized sports came to an end. And right. it was, you know, it, it was it was really tough, but it was really special. And, you know, to have that just pulled away so quickly, like, that's really hard. So, you know, my, my heart absolutely does break for all those guys. Yeah, I cover college basketball also. One player I got to cover, a game he played against on St. Joe's, Obi Toppin for Dayton. And Dayton, yeah. had a kill, Dayton had a killer squad. They were ready. I say they would have made a deep run in this year's um, postseason if they had one. And it's definitely an example of a team that would never get to see how good they could have been. Yeah, that's it. Now it's crazy. Yeah, yeah I, I wrote a piece for NBC Sports that was about um, you know scouting for a draft. That's kind of right. like now, unlike any other, you can't do uh, pre-game, you know, uh, pre-draft workouts in person. You can't do any kind yeah. of, you know, there was no, there was really no conference tournaments. There was only a handful of the smaller ones. There was that, and I did have one one uh, executive from a Western Conference team tell me, you know, hey, it's kind of a blessing because our owner falls in love with a kid every year in the NCAA tournament. And then we have to be like, Hey, it was a couple games. We need to talk him off the, off, you know, down off the you know, heights of, I, I got to draft this kid right away. You know, so it is, it is kind right. of funny, uh, you know, how, how it works that way too. You know, and it, it's going to tell us a lot, which, which uh, NBA front offices get out there and get their work done early versus yeah. just kind of playing catch up and kind of cram it all in at the end. Yeah. The last dance. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's watching it. I love seeing Michael Jordan as the face of the league again. I do, even if even if for the time being, because he came. They came through with the documentary in the right time. Everyone was striving for basketball, and they picked one of the greatest players, arguably the greatest player of all time, to fill that void. And it's showing how good how good the Bulls were, and honestly, how perfectly assembled they were for those two three pieces they did. Because from Scotty. They had Mike just recently did a profile on um, on Rodman. They had Paxson, Kerr, Phil. That team was built for those two three for those two on um, three peaks. Yeah, absolutely. Two two very different uh, teams too. The way they kind of came together. The first, yeah. First yeah. group was you know relied not that Michael Jordan wasn't always the best player on all six of those title teams, but that first team first. Uh, round was a lot more reliant on him and Scotty. And then yeah. in the second group, they had slowed down both of them just enough that you had guys like Rodman, Kukoc, they, they, they always had their kind of designated shooters like Steve Kerr yeah, yeah, on that Kerr. second group. You had, um, 
you have Ron Harford there to do a little. You, yeah. He was the guy who took on a lot of, you know, yeah. usually the, the best uh, uh, offensive guard he, he usually was, was covering um, in that second three feet. So, yeah, two, right. two very differently built teams. But, yeah, it was really, really great. Yeah. Of, um, you know, it was really um, awesome to see, you know, that. And my, my favorite part of it is I lived through all of it. I none yeah. of this is new to me, but it's so well done that it's just absolutely yeah. enthralling to watch. And yeah. I love how many younger people who didn't live it are seeing, you know, everything that it is like, oh man, these guys, you know, they're really good and you know and yeah. all that. And that, that's really, really cool to, to see, you know, that all come together. That's uh, really you know been, been a lot of fun to watch Twitter and you know, the number of people who who I think were firmly in the LeBron is the best camp. I think now spending, you know, four hours with Michael Jordan so far out of 10 are a little bit like, all right, man, yeah. this Jordan guy was pretty good, you know, beyond <laughs> just a few highlights. Like yeah. That. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, the Trey Young had tweeted he didn't know Mike had all his accomplishments in the 88 season. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. a little sore after him. I thought, how you want Trey Young is. I was yep. like, I knew that, though. But, but yeah, Mike was a beast, man. Oh, man, a lot. Of, it, it is crazy when, when I think about, you know, I was doing some draft prep and the number of these guys coming into the draft this year who were born in, you know, after the year 2000. And it's like, yeah. oh, man, it just reminds me how, how old and washed I am. But, but it's like, man, these guys, <laughs> these guys were born after MJ was already done. Never mind yeah. being able to see him play. <laughs> crazy. What do you think most will come out, will come away with from this documentary? I mean, we only were four, four episodes in. But already you would have the they're they're comparing LeBron and Mike already for the documentary again. I'm like, just look how great Mike was. That's my take on it. Like, look what this man was doing. Look what he was up against. Yeah. Like, he was still trying to compare him to LeBron, like who he had with him, and it's he was like the debate sometimes. I think too much. Yeah, I, I think you know, especially at this time when there's nothing else going on. It's a yeah. good time for everybody wants to jump in and, you know, have these, these you know, debates because there's nothing else to talk about. This reminds me of, uh, you know, we, we joke about it, what we call it MD August. You know, yeah. it's, you know, nothing happening. And it's the <clears throat> stupid arguments that happen, you know, every year in, in yeah. August. But it's, you know, it's, um, it, I, yeah, I think an appreciation for Michael. You know, it was cool to see how many people were like, all right, man, the Pistons did beat the crap out of him. You know, and, and the things that <laughs> yeah. you saw – where it's like now those guys get thrown out of the game for that. It's just a different game now. And, I, and, it, and I'm not one of those people who's saying it's a better game or a worse game or that. It's just a different game. Hey, that's all it is. There's, you know, we don't, we don't have to, you know, to have that fight and that argument. But it is, it is um, you know, interesting to see how many people um, now are coming away with this appreciation for, all right, it, it was, it was yeah. different, but it was still pretty good basketball back then. It reminded me of, it reminded me of current day also. What this take I'm about to say, it reminded me of like this was like Kevin Durant went to the Warriors making the ultimate team, the ultimate super team. Back then, the Bulls when they got Ron Harper from the Cavs, who were a problem back then, and they took Robin from the Pistons to make them even weaker, and they just went on that run and killed everybody to that second three piece. Yeah, there, there's something to that. Now, I will say, you know, Rodman had gone to the Spurs first, and, and the Spurs really were were actively looking to dump him because he was, he was so yeah. long. 
Yeah, well, I don't, I don't uh, feel bad using the term. Yeah, 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 Bill yeah, Jackson yeah, yeah, used yeah, it, but yeah. he was off the reservation. You know, when he was in San Antonio, yeah. so they needed somebody who could kind of control him and keep him under wraps. But yeah, you know, Ron Harper was a little bit of an older guy at that point. But but yeah, you know, Jerry Krause for all the crap he's taken because he was like, that's it, I'm breaking the team up. He also built that team. You know, he he didn't he didn't right. draft MJ, but he drafted everybody else. You know, he, he made the trade to go get Scotty. He was the one who got Horace Grant. Those were kind of the, you know, two and three to get that first yeah. title there. Then he put together the, that second team, basically, other than Jordan, all those pieces. He was the guy who drafted Coach and said, nope, we're going to keep working on him. He's eventually going to come over. He's going to come over. He's going to come over. And, and here we were. So it really is, you know, to, to a point of, um, you know, for, for him, you know, the way he built those teams together is pretty cool. Yeah, Robin was on the Spurs before he went to the old Bulls. I got him stuck yeah. in the head for the runs, but he runs in '89. I keep that in my head. Like, <laughs> yeah, they put they built a beast. They did. Sure did. Yeah, you know, it those Spurs, Spurs, uh, Rodman time, and everybody tries to forget that one, including the people at San Antonio. Right. So before the NBA went on hiatus, who was your pick to win it all? I was. I I had picked the Bucks uh, before the season. I was, you know, gonna hang. Hang with them. I thought they were the best all-around team. I thought they were they were playing well. I picked the Bucks Clippers to be the finals, and I had no reason to move off that. And right. you know, I, I I still felt pretty good about that going in. I think you know one of the things that's interesting is you know this break has given some teams that were a little banged up a chance to rest up. You know, yeah. if we all forget yeah. now, right? Giannis had a knee injury. Right, yeah. right when all this went down. So now he should be yeah. back fully healthy. Then you got Philly's going to get that. Hopefully get that yeah. back. So, yeah, you know, I think, I think it really is important. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting um, to see, you know, how it all comes uh, come, comes together with that. It's, um, you know, it should be really, uh, you know, curious. But, yeah, I had the Bucks before. I'm still, still sticking with that now. Yeah, I'm sure LeBron don't mind the time off either. He's been playing like every game. But I'm sure he don't want this much time off. But I'm sure he improved. He appreciates it, though. <laughs> I'm sure he appreciates it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of guys, man. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure uh, LeBron, uh, the Celtics, they, they were really banged up. You know, Jalen Brown yeah. had been going through some, some uh, lower leg injuries to both legs. So, for him to come back and, you know, trying to yeah. figure that out. You know, Kevin Walker had some knee stuff. So, yeah, I think there's yeah. downtime. Well, well, well let, let's not hope it's a uh, permanent kind of thing where we work one of these He's a couple months vacation every year. I know, it, right? It, 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 might, it might have some positive effects. So that might end up helping a little bit. Right. Um, what format would you like to see if the league does come back where, where there won't be an asterisk beside the champion? Because I think if they do like a all-in, one-and-done, I don't I don't think that would be a good idea. Because anybody can have a – I said this before, anybody can have an off-night. Like, say, you could say, like, the Bucks could lose to the uh, the Nets right now. In a one game, one game playoff, I don't think that would be a good idea for the team yeah, to no, earn yeah. those playoffs because their team has earned their spots right now just in one to eight positions. I don't think it is to be put through that. Yeah, no, and the league has all but rejected single elimination because they believe that their playoff format. Now yeah. that may need to be tweaked, but to go single elimination doesn't always result in the best team. You know, winning a championship, we we know that it's it's they're yeah. still a champion, but but the NBA doesn't work that way. You know, the, the yeah. part of what makes the NBA playoffs special is how each series kind of takes on a life of its own. Playoff basketball in the NBA is about making adjustments and then making adjustments to those adjustments, and that's yeah. you know something that we all you know really love. You know, team loses game one and see how they come back and 
you'll really make that work and figure things out, you know, and do things differently the rest of the series. It's really cool. So I think you yeah. might see something tweaked. You might see shorter series. You know, you could see yeah. the threes, maybe yeah. best of the fives. I think the finals will definitely still be a best yeah. of the seven. And those yeah. kind of things, you may see them play back to back, which they don't do. They they don't play um all the time off in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, so I think, <laughs> think you're going to see you know some of that happen, but it's it's definitely yeah. going to be um. You know, it's definitely going to be, um, you know, so it'll look a little bit different than what right. we're used to. But the league is, you know, they're still continuing to, you know, hold two. We believe we can finish out this season. But, we'll, yeah. you know, we'll know a lot more here in the next week or so. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely looking forward to Adam Silver doing a great job handling this situation. A great job. Every season we get, every season we get preseason picks and look at who should win on paper. A lot of people get hooked on that, though. We, we all know they got to play because when the season starts, by the teams we soon will be one and two, might be four, five, and six, maybe an eight <laughs> in our conference because of chemistry issues. Looking at the next season, um, who would you say will be the odds-on favorite? Because we know we had the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George. They're returning at least for one more season after this year at full strength because we know because of the contracts they, they signed, they can leave after next year. Basically, and the Clippers are in deep trouble if they do. And we have um, Durant coming back with Kyrie. I think one of those two teams may be the um, smart runner on paper. But I think I would lean toward um, the Nets coming out of the East. If Durant is healthy, I think they're going to be a total problem for him and Kyrie and that supporting supporting cast they have right now. Yeah, I think you qualified it, though, with the big one, right, if he's healthy. And that's – it's yeah. so tough. You know, we're, you know, Kevin Durant is, you know, he's one of the best players of all time. But yeah. when we look at it as, you know, just assuming he's going to be the guy he was, that's, yeah. that's tough because yeah. guys don't come back from Achilles. You know, that's, yeah. the, that's the one injury, you know, right? We figured out the ACL a lot. We figured out a lot of the other stuff. But those Achilles injuries, they just don't, um, yeah. you know, get, uh, you know, just they just don't. Guys don't come back the same. That's the one that has yeah. just killed careers left and right. So I'm a little nervous to see how how that might come together yeah. you know, for him. And, you know, I'm hopeful he comes back. Then he's got Kyrie. I mean, Kyrie, this is a guy who, you know, he just, he just doesn't make it through full seasons anymore. You know, yeah. So I, I don't really know, you know, how much we can trust and, you know, hope in him. But, you know, I'm, Milwaukee will still be there. They're still going to be really good, right? They, they've got all their key guys. They've got Giannis. They're going to be really good. And that's not counting out the Lakers. They've still got, you know, Braun and AD. And, and they're going to add somebody else, you know, this this summer. They'll, they'll figure out a way to make a trade and get somebody else in there, too. And, you know, they're, yeah. they're going to be really good also. So I wouldn't count them on that. You know, you mentioned the Clippers, of course, I think will be right there again. So I think, you know, I think yeah. Boston, too, another year of Tatum and Brown, you know, growing up another year older. And, you know, maybe they get get some uh, better bench production. I think Celtics can be really good as well. You know, I yeah. think, think the cool thing is where we – the best thing about this season is there wasn't really a – you know, odds on, like, that's it. There, there was no Warriors anymore. Right? True. There was no, True. no Warriors. We were all so excited because it was, you could, you know, I sat down and looked at it and I said, man, he's talking into four or five teams, you know, winning this thing if the matchups break right and there's, you know, the way the playoffs come together and all that. But it's, uh, you know, it's not now, you know, we, we going into next year, I think, think it's pretty much the same kind of story. I think there's a good chance that a lot of guys are going to be, uh, you know, or a lot of these teams are going to be right there. Yeah, definitely. Who do you think is under pressure to win um, the championship 
under the most pressure to win it this year. Like, I mean, Giannis keeps saying he wants to save the Bucks. He's saying the right things. But we all know sometimes losing losing uh, changes people's perspective on things. I mean, we have, like, there's a lot of players in 10 one teams right now that losing, you see, see they want to play for that city. Like, I don't think I don't think it's going to stay that way. Like, we have LeBron aging, year 17. He's going to be year 18 next year. Yeah, it's. You know, no, I think I think you are, you know, on it with Giannis. I think there is definitely something to that. If they could win or at least make the finals and be competitive, I think yeah. that goes a long way towards him, you know, wanting to stay there for sure. Uh, that, you know, doesn't surprise me at all. But I think what becomes really interesting as you get, you know, deeper into this is, you know, a team like Philadelphia because, if they, yeah. if this season doesn't come back, or they were to get knocked out early, I think what yeah. you end up seeing there is Brett Brown's gone, and he may be gone no matter what as a yeah. head coach. And then you really have to start having a conversation of, what do we do with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid? Is this going to work? And and all that. If they're out in the first round, that starts to become a whole thing. And their whole thing all year long has been, we built this together to to be a playoff team to win in the playoffs. We're not real worried about the regular season. We built a playoff roster. And, and if they don't get to see that or it's a weird kind of playoff, now all of a sudden you don't have it. You have to make decisions on a very different way. Right. If you had to move Ben Simmons or Embiid, I, I think you move Simmons, in my opinion. I mean, Embiid is one of those skilled big men I've ever seen. Like, I think you can trade, if you can make up a trade, for get, get someone like Simmons for, like, Lillard maybe. Do something like that. I don't think I don't think you get I don't think you get rid of um Embiid. He's too dangerous in the post. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm I'm big on on Joel Embiid. I love his skill. If you'd asked me before Simmons went down with the back problem, yeah, I would have picked Simmons though because I worry about Embiid. You know, it's uh, I'm a big believer in the best ability is availability. And if he's not around, you know, if he's only going to be able to play 60 games, you don't know if he's going to be there come playoffs, well, give me Simmons. But now that Simmons has this back thing, and, you know, again, right, we talked about, I grew up yeah. with Larry Bird Celtics. So back injuries, you know, that back injuries ruined Bird's career. And that, that, you know, always sticks with me, man. And that kind of has me messed up, you know, for a long time in future evaluations. So it becomes, you know, a whole thing of, you know, this Simmons thing is not a one-time deal. And you start to worry about this. You know, becomes a thing, then I don't know. You know, we'll see. I, I think that starts to become a lot more of a question because you know the injuries are such a big component of it. It was just about the basketball. Yeah, give yeah. me Embiid slightly because you know I think he can be just such a dominant force on both right. ends of the floor. And you know, but it's you know once you start factoring in the injuries, it might have tipped to back a little bit more towards Embiid because I worry about that back a lot. Yeah. Keith, thank you for joining me, man. This was good. We got to do this again. We got to do this yeah, again. Yeah, man. Time. I appreciate you having me. I know it took us a while to get this together, but I'm glad we finally did it. Definitely. Enjoy the rest of your day. Um, thanks for joining me. I'll see you thanks, soon. Man. I appreciate right. you. Stay safe. You too. Yeah. Peace. Yes, that was Henry Rider Keith Smith. Thanks for joining me on the NBA panel. Catch you next time.